0: Hey, what's going on? Happy Tuesday and welcome to Chatterbox Reds. My name is Nick Kirby and Chatterbox Reds. We've been your daily home for Cincinnati Reds content all season long and we are presented as always by Betfred Sportsbook. Well, today's episode will just be short and sweet. Just me here. I'm going to preview the series with the Guardians coming up in a bit. I'll run through each of the NL wildcard teams and their schedules for this week. A little later on but on Monday the only game really of significance to the Reds actually finally one went the Reds favor the Yankees came back to beat the Diamondbacks 6-4 to four. and here is where the standings sit for the Reds in the NL wildcard race on Tuesday morning the Phillies pretty much have the first wildcard spot wrapped up they have a five game lead now as they've won five straight games and then it's the Diamondbacks and Cubs now tied, both teams 82 and 74. They're tied for the second and third wild card spots. Then you have the Marlins, a game behind them, and then the Reds, two and a half behind. The Giants and Padres technically aren't eliminated. Giants four and a half back. Padres five and a half back, but their elimination numbers are two and one, respectively. So we're pretty much going to just consider them out for the time being. The updated Fangraphs playoff odds stand at this, as I record this, late on Tuesday night. Diamondbacks now at 76.6%, Cubs 58.5%, Marlins 56.5%, Reds 8.2%, and then yeah, the Giants now down to 0.1%. All right, more on the schedules and everything a little bit later on, but let's talk about this series coming up. With the Guardians. Reds come in, of course, 80 and 77. Guardians come in 74 and 83. Tuesday night, it will be Hunter Green against Lucas Giolito. Wednesday, it'll be Andrew Abbott against Shane Bieber. A little bit more about Tuesday's matchup coming up in just a bit. Some notes on the Reds. The Reds, they have been a lot better on the road this year. Reds 42 and 34 on the road versus just 38 and 44 at home. And they've been even better since the beginning of the year. Reds are 41 and 25 on the road since April 28th. Basically, that is after that ugly four-game sweep against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh uh, back in late April. Matt McClain expected to be activated off the IL. Will he be in the lineup? Will he be playing second? Will he be DHing? What what will that mean for the rest of the lineup? We'll have to see what David Bell decides to put out there on Tuesday night. Some other notes on players for the Reds. TJ Friedl comes in absolutely red hot, hitting 395 with a 500 on on-base percentage in five home runs in the last 13 games. Of course, in that Pittsburgh series, Friedel reached base in 12 of his 14 plate appearances, homering in each game. One of them, of course, was an inside-the-park home run. Christian Encarnacion-Strand also comes in hitting hot, He's hitting 379 with 7 home runs, OPS over 1150 in his last 19 games and then Noelvi Marte hitting 379 in the month of September. All right, some more on the Guardians. They were officially eliminated from the postseason uh, last week on September 22nd, but this series is a little bit different for them. This is their last home series of the year, which does feel a little bit weird. Most teams Uh, are playing either a full week on the road or a full week at home. But Tuesday, Wednesday, that's it for them at home. And it's also the last home series for Terry Francona as the Guardians manager. So, Guardians a team out of the race, but certainly you would think they're going to want to play well in the final games at home for their uh, long-standing, well-beloved manager, Terry Francona. So, that's definitely something of note. They're going to be sort of honoring him, on Wednesday, he's kind of in the same boat as Joey Votto, where he didn't really want any accolades, but uh, the Guardians are gonna give it to him nonetheless. Guardians, they were forty-five and forty-five in the first half, but just twenty-nine and thirty-eight in the second half, two and five in their last seven coming in. They have been a pretty, pretty good team at home this year, though, forty one and thirty-eight at home versus just thirty-three and forty-five on the road. Good note for the Reds, they are 19-25 against the NL this year. Uh, Guardians hitters, they uh, come in, as you might expect, they have the lowest strikeout rate in baseball, a high contact team, but that also comes with a price. They have the fewest home runs in Major League Baseball. Guardians have just 118 home runs. The next fewest team is the Nationals at 146, so they are... Dead last in home runs and by quite a large margin. Uh, Guardians hitters uh, also have the lowest hard hit rate in the American League. Guardians are a very good defensive team. They rank 8th in outs above average. And they have several individual players that rank very, very high. Andres Jimenez, uh, Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez, Gabriel uh, Arias. Some really, really good defenders. And even Josh Naylor uh, also ranks very well. Uh, the Cleveland bullpen, though, they have a 5.19 ERA in the month of September. Emmanuel Classe, the closer, he does lead Major League Baseball with 42 saves, but he also leads Major League Baseball with 12 blown saves, struggling a little bit of late as well. The Guardians lineup, they lead off with Stephen Kwan. He's top 10 in the American League in hits, runs, doubles, and triples. Jose Ramirez... Uh, Mr. Steady batting second. he's 10th in the American League in OPS. He believe it or not ranks 11th all time in uh, Guardians Indians uh, wins above replacement. And then you have the Naylor brothers, Josh Naylor playing first base, having a great year hitting 307 with a 127 WRC plus and then his brother Bo, the rookie, uh, highly ranked prospect hitting 318 with two home runs OPS over a thousand in the month of September. However, Bo did miss the last two games with a bruised right thumb. Not sure if he will be in the lineup or not on Tuesday. Guardians are 29-23 and in games that he has started this year. Uh, One note for the Reds, who obviously, as we know, like to steal bases. Uh, Naylor has only thrown out seven of the 58 attempted base stealers. Then you have Andres Jimenez. Uh, Last year, an incredible year for him. He finished sixth in the American League MVP vote. He was an All-Star and a Gold Glove winner. And the uh, Guardians rewarded him with a seven-year, $106.6 million contract right before opening day. Jimenez really struggled, though. He was hitting just 234 with a 682 OPS through August. But he's turned it around. He's hitting 349 OPS almost at 900 in the month of September. All right, this is the Ohio Cup, the prestigious Ohio Cup. Uh, Reds have struggled in this uh, this series. Reds 57 and 72 all time against the Guardians. Uh, Reds 26 and 39 all time at Progressive Field. Reds have not won the Ohio Cup since 2014, although the two teams have tied each of the last two years and they also tied in 2017. Uh, the Reds last year was a weird year. They won both games in Cleveland, but they lost both games in Cincinnati. And so here this year, Reds split the first two games at GABP. Uh, Reds lost the first game 3-0. Logan Allen threw six shutout innings. However, he is on the I.L. right now. Reds won that second game 7-2. So the Reds would have to sweep this series to finally take back the Ohio Cup. And then maybe they could just take it back and then just uh, uh, tie them for the next 10 years and just kind of give it back to them that way. All right. Tuesday's matchup, This is at 6.10 p.m., so a weird start time. Guardians play their home games very, very early, so 6.10 p.m., set your alarms, get get ready for this one. It will be Lucas Giolito. Reds will be seeing him again uh, in a different uniform. Giolito 8-14 with a 4.60 ERA on the season. He's had a wild year. He was traded from the White Sox to the Angels at the deadline, then claimed by the Guardians off waivers at the end of August when the Angels decided to... Uh, change courses. 21 starts with the White Sox. He had a 3.79 ERA. Six starts with the Angels. It went really bad. 6.89 ERA. Four starts with the Guardians. 5.64 ERA. But that might be a little bit misleading because he gave up nine earned runs in that first start. But his last three starts since, he does have a 2.33 ERA. So pitching a lot better of late. And then that start at the end of August, one of his last starts with the Angels. Uh, Against the Reds, six innings pitched, five hits, four runs, but only one of them was an earned run. Uh, Nine strikeouts and two walks. Uh, Giolito got 14 whiffs on his changeup and six on his slider in that start. Uh, So the Reds really struggled uh, versus Giolito's changeup and slider. And Giolito did give up one home run in that game. And it was to none other than Matt McClain, who's expected to be uh, back on Tuesday. For the Reds, it's Hunter Green, 4-6 with a 4.24 ERA, but he has just been pitching outstanding of late. Last four starts, he's got a 1.50 ERA, only walked seven batters, and struck out 35 in 24 innings. And Hunter Green really for the year has been a lot better and really throughout his career on the road versus Great America Ballpark. Great America Ballpark is ERA even with the good starts of late is 5.13 on the air, but on the road he's got a 3.68 ERA. Green has never faced the Guardians. This will be his first ever appearance against Cleveland. Uh the only batter in the Guardians lineup that he has faced is Ramon Lariano, who was 1 for 2 with a double. And Green comes in ranking second in major league baseball in strikeouts per nine, 12.38. That is uh, second best among pitchers with 100 plus innings, only trailing Spencer Strider. All right, the NL wildcard race on Tuesday. first game up will be at 710. It'll be the Marlins at the Mets, Braxton Garrett going up against Joey Lucchese. and then at 720. it's the Cubs at the Braves for the Cubs, Justin Steele going up against Bryce Elder. and then rounding it out be the Diamondbacks at the Chicago White Sox at 740. Zach Davies on the mound for the Diamondbacks, Jose Arena on the mound for the White Sox. Let's quickly kind of go through their schedules. We'll start in alphabetical order. The Diamondbacks, of course, they are playing every single day this week. Uh, they played, of course, yesterday against the Yankees. They played Sunday against the Yankees. They will finish with eight straight days of games. Interested to see what that does with their pitching staff. They are getting a big break. they playing the Chicago White Sox, a team that is just absolutely just trying to run out the string the rest of the year. They will be facing some very, very bad pitching Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday are both day games, uh, so that'll be interesting. And then they come back to Arizona, and they will play the Houston Astros over the weekend. And that's very interesting. So something, another layer to this whole thing to watch. So the Astros at the moment, uh, they hold the third and final AL wildcard spot. They have a a game-and-a-half lead on the Mariners. They're playing two more games against the Mariners. So as a Reds fan, you probably want the Mariners to at least take one of those games, probably two, probably both would be great. And then that would put more pressure on the Astros to obviously have to do everything they can to win, not just Friday, but all three games into the weekend. Next, looking at the Cubs, they have the toughest schedule on paper of the week. They're at the Braves for three starting tonight and then at the Brewers. Of course, both those teams have clinched playoff spots. Really hard to know what they're up against. Uh, look at the starting pitchers, at least to what Fangraphs is projecting. For the Braves, Bryce Elder, Darius Vines, and Dylan Dodd. <laughs> those are the starters of the Braves. They will miss Corbin Burns. For the Brewers, likely be Woodruff, Peralta, and Hauser. But again, you don't even know those guys if they're Maybe just going to pitch them four or five innings just to get them some work before the playoffs next week. So it'll be really interesting. Obviously, the Braves still have a great lineup. The Braves were off on Monday, so you would expect that they're probably going to put at least most of their their A lineup out there, and obviously they can score a lot of runs. Positive Cubs are below 500 on the road this year, 37 and 38, and they are also 10 games under 500 against teams above 500 at 33 and 43. All right. And then lastly, the Miami Marlins, of course, they start with the Mets. Uh, Mets, they did get swept over the weekend by the Phillies, but the Mets overall have been playing a lot better baseball. Uh, Tuesday, they're going to face Kodai Senga, who has just been on a really good roll of late, beat the uh, the Marlins uh, just last week. Uh, so they'll face some pretty tough pitching in the series. I think the Mets will, will definitely play them tough. That is in New York on the road. And then the Marlins will finish the season at the Pittsburgh Pirates, who we know are playing really well of late. They just won a series against the Cubs and the Reds. Uh, probably Friday and Saturday, they'll face some, some uh, rough pitching, but Sunday does look like it'll be Mitch Keller in that finale. Uh, so hopefully uh, the Mets and Pirates uh, are motivated to finish the year strong and and play a little bit of spoiler. If you're wondering, the Reds hold the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks and the Cubs, but they lose the di- tiebreaker to the Marlins. And the event somehow all four teams end up tied would be actually very beneficial to the Reds. Marlins would get the second wild card spot, Reds would get number three. So just to kind of give you a rough idea of what the Reds would need to go their way, obviously at this point it's it's you know almost a miracle, but hey, it's still an eight percent chance and. We'll uh we'll ride it out to the end. So if the Reds were to go five and zero, obviously that would be great. Reds in the year on a six-game winning streak. They've done that several times this year, so not impossible. But if the Reds go five and zero, the easiest path for the Reds to get in would be the Marlins going three and three or worse, and then you just need one of the Diamondbacks or Cubs to go three and three or worse. So again, if the Reds did somehow go five and zero, I think they would have a pretty realistic chance uh, of uh, of making the postseason. Um, because with these teams and kind of how inconsistent they've been, a lot of them on the road, I think that would be very likely to happen that you could have that go your way. And then if the Reds were to go four and one, the easiest path would be the Marlins going two and four or worse. And then you would need one of the Diamondbacks or Cubs to go two and four or worse. So every day we'll see if the Reds could just kind of hang around a little bit longer. You get into the weekend, you put a little bit more pressure on these other teams And uh, we'll see what happens. Either way, it's been an incredible season. It's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate everyone who tunes in each day, listens. Um, Really appreciate each and every one of you. Of course, be sure to check out Off the Bench, 10 a.m., Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, Trace and the guys will be discussing the Bengals Monday Night Football game and maybe a little bit of Reds talk as well. Be sure to check that out. Trace will be live with Craig Sandlin around 8.30 p.m. for Chatterbox Reds Live on YouTube. I will be in attendance in Cleveland, hopefully bring some Reds wins the next few days, but our guy Craig Sandlin will be filling in with Trey, so be sure to check that out. And then, of course, it will be available in podcast form. I'll jump in and give a little bit of extra thoughts uh, on the game tomorrow morning. Thank you to everyone who's left us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you haven't yet, take two seconds to do that. We would really appreciate that. Uh, And really just can't say enough how much we appreciate everyone that continues to listen to the show and keep us on the airways. Well, I hope that you have a fantastic Tuesday. Don't stop believing. Go Reds.